Hello, ladies and gents, and anyone else in between. Welcome back to the Horror Hotel. You are listening to... Sicily. And it's me, Ray. So, today we decided we are going to cover a game called Doki Doki Literature Club. Wait, what? That's what we're covering today? Nobody told you? I don't, I don't, I don't check my emails that often. Uh, so, uh, really? Okay, so, uh, God, this is awkward. Um, I know I helped you a bit towards the end. Uh, I'm just going to say, uh, this could be considered a trigger warning for the audience. Um, I got a little fucked up from that ending, and I don't even want to know what you saw leading up to that. So, I got it. You know what? Uh, you wanted an episode to yourself before, right? I mean, yeah. All right. So, you know what? Uh, perfect world. Uh, I'm not giving you the show. I'm going to give you the episode. Uh, yeah. You, you, you know what? Let's do it. Uh, call back to the pilot. Uh, goodbye, everyone. So, uh, you're on your own. Uh, uh, have, have fun. Uh, and uh, I guess, I don't know, call me now or text me. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't look at emails. Bye. Alrighty then, I guess I am by myself for this episode, which I'm not mad at. So, let's just jump right in, shall we? Just act like nothing happened five seconds ago, uh, yeah. It's fine. I'm fine being alone. It's it's not weird or anything. Anyways, so, I think it's good to start this off with warnings, Of course, there is the warning that there will be plenty of spoilers. So if you wanted to get into this game, do it. Do it up. If you don't want spoilers and you want to play this game, go ahead and do it and come back and listen if you want to. And another warning is that there are triggering things in this game and there is also just gruesome stuff to talk about. And just a lot of shit that you might not want to listen to or even think about. So if you are squeamish in the slightest or you don't like anything relating to suicide or anything, self-harm, anything like that, then this is not the episode for you and you shouldn't listen any longer if you do not want to listen to that. But if you do want to continue listening, that's on you. So let's start off with the characters of this game. So there's the player, which is the main character who you are playing as, and you are presumably a guy. They don't give you a name, you are just a dude. And there is the leader of the club, the literature club, her name's Monica. There is Sayori who is your best friend from childhood. And there's Yuri, who is the... Oh, let me just backtrack a little bit. So Sayori is your best friend, and she's also the vice president of the literature club. There's Yuri, and then there's Natsuki. Uh, I don't know if I'm actually pronouncing any of their names besides Monica correctly, but that's just how I assume they're pronounced, so don't come at me if I did pronounce them wrong, but yeah. Anyways, so Yuri and Natsuki are just members of the club, but Monica is the president and Sayori is the vice president. Anyways, 
moving on. So the beginning starts off pretty dang normal. You come out of your house, chilling like a villain, about to head to school, and Sayori comes out too, and you guys walk to school as usual, and she's super hype. She's like, I can't wait to get to my club. And she's like, you're gonna join a club, right? Because you never join one, and your character's really reluctant about it. You don't really want to do it, but you're like, you know what? Just to make her happy, I, I'll say that I will join a club. I'll look into them, okay? This is what you say to her, basically. So, the end of the day rolls around. I don't really know exactly how time works in this game, but I'm assuming it's at least at the end of one of your classes or at the end of the school day. Sayori ends up convincing you to go to the literature, the literature club. Excuse my stuttering. It's going to happen multiple times. Um, basically, she realizes that you haven't chosen a club that you want to go to yet. So she's like, well, the literature club is looking for a new member and I know there's going to be cupcakes. So why don't you come and check it out? It's not like I'm forcing you or anything <laughs> so you go you don't have a choice in the matter you just end up going because you're like ah why not I don't have to promise her that I'm joining I just have to check it out and there's cupcakes so yeah your character goes and once you get into the literature club of course the first thing that your character notices besides the cupcakes is that this club is full of hotties or he calls them all cute, but, you know, it, hotties, cuties, could be the same thing. Anyways, he notices that all these girls are attractive, and he's just like, oh my god. He's simping, simping hard over the looks of all of these girls, even though there's only four of them, including Sayori. So anyways, um... <laughs> Excuse me if I pause. I'm looking at my notes and they're a little bit uh, all over the place. So, basically, once the protagonist, the player, ends up saying to them, like, they hang out, you know, that Monica shows him around and, like, tells him what they do in Literature Club. You get to, like, meet each of the characters a little bit. Um, Monica is definitely the most outgoing of them all. She's bubbly, she's friendly, she's got it all. And Yuri is the most quiet one out of all of the girls in this club. But she's also the most mature one. And she's, like, calculated with what she says. And she's obviously smart and knows what she's talking about. And then there's Natsuki, who is playful. She's, like, the little... She's, like, short... And she's also hot-headed, and she happens to be the youngest out of all the girls in the group. Off the bat, I already started to kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Gravitate. I almost gravitated towards Yuri's character, just because I could relate to her the most, and I, out of all the girls, she seemed the least annoying because of how mature she was. And since this came off as, like, a dating sim, in a way, I was like, you know what? If they make me have to lean towards one of these girls, it's gonna be Yuri. Anyways. So, basically, towards the end of the literature club, at the end of, like, their day, 
uh, they assume that the player is going to join the club, and then the player is just like, aha, you guys thought I was joining? And then they all get sad, and of course he's just like, uh, okay, it's, it's fine, I'll, I'll join, guys. So, character joins. And then, of course, we find out that Natsuki writes poems, and of course the other characters are like kind of making fun at her for doing that. And then, basically, I think it's Sayori, it might be Monica, who brings up this idea. Doesn't exactly matter, but somebody's just like, hey, why don't we all write our own poems and then we can share them with each other tomorrow? Excuse me, I had to burp. Anyways, so after this idea is brought up, we go back home as the player. And this is where we're introduced to writing poetry, which becomes a fairly big portion of the game. It happens pretty much at the end of each day or after you get home from the literature club. And in this section, you basically get a bunch of words to choose from. I think you choose like 10 to 15. I might be wrong, but you choose a, a fair amount of words, just one word, but you choose quite a lot of them. And depending on which word you choose, it leans more towards a certain person. So if you chose like a darker word or like just a really fancy-ish word, like, I don't know, <laughs> there's so many words, but depending on what words you choose, it'll show you like who your poem is leaning more towards and who will enjoy the poem the most. And depending on who enjoys the poem the most, you're going to um, be connected to that person more. So of course... I chose words that connected more to Yuri's character because I was trying to get at her. <laughs> so, um, basically, the second day of the literature club, you share your poem with everyone, and most of the characters besides Natsuki are pretty indifferent about your poem. They're like, oh, that's cool. And Natsuki is just like, she basically calls you out after like the second day and she's just like you're obviously just trying to write this for so and so if you're not trying to write it for yuri and you're trying to direct it towards somebody else i feel like she would still call you out but for me specifically since i'm talking about my gameplay she called me out and she was just like you're obviously just trying to copy yuri or you're just trying to like make her like you and she just wasn't she wasn't having it because her writing style obviously isn't the same as yuri's so she was upset about that. But anyways, when Yuri ended up reading my poem, she obviously liked it. And she was impressed with the fact that I was actually listening to her like little tips that she would give me. And that I like actually liked her poetry writing. So yeah. And you end up getting like little cutscenes with that character. Like they're not super big, but... I'm pretty sure Yuri and I just, like, read a book together, and then, like, <laughs> in another scene when we were reading a book, I, like, slipped a chocolate into her mouth. But, of course, it's all, like, cutesy and stuff because they're really trying to push that dating sim in your face. Um, anyways, the days keep racking up, and after at least a couple days, it's introduced that there's going to be a festival 
that is going on in the school and Monica's like, hey, we should do something. We should all perform a poem for the festival so that way we can show other people what our literature club is like and we can have more people so that way it's not such a small club and we can bring more people that have our have the same interests as us in the club. So yeah, there's that. Um, each character like does a practice uh, practice speech of their poem in front of the club that they already have. And there's like there's drama in between some of the episodes too about like I remember like in one of the episodes, sorry that I keep going back in chronological time. <laughs> So it might be a little bit confusing that I'm explaining this, but it do, it's not super important to the story. But I remember that in the first couple of days, there is like a little bit of drama between Natsuki and Yuri. And they kind of go back and forth a little bit about both of their poetry. Because like the game will show you Natsuki and Yuri like reading each other's poems they don't show um, Sayori and Monica sharing poems with each other, but they specifically showed you a scene of Yuri and Natsuki sharing each other's poems, and then they get in a fight about it. And then you end up getting, like, involved in the argument because Natsuki's just like, oh, well, the new guy said that my poem was actually good because you, you do have a choice of, like, saying if the poem was just like a cute little poem or if it was like actually a good poem and I said it was good and Yuri's just like okay well he said my poem was good too and they kind of just they get into it anyways and Sayori breaks up the fight Monica doesn't really know how to talk to people and that is something that is um that is shown in the game and she also says that she's not like a people not a people talker but she says something along the lines of the fact that she is not good at breaking up these kinds of things she's good when it comes to having conversations with people but she's not good at just like making everything okay sayori is that person to make the club be in a good space so anyways do, 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 do. where am I in my notes <laughs> so I think a couple like at least two days before the festival Monica's like all right everybody we gotta assign each person to a job so everybody gets a job to do for the festival and you get to pick who you team up with because I believe Natsuki was working on cupcakes Monica was doing decorations Yuri was doing, like, ambiance and just that sort of thing. I don't think they actually called it ambiance, but it was basically the ambiance of what the their performance would be. And you got to choose who you wanted to help. And, of course, I chose Yuri because I was like, well, I still want to <laughs> gravitate towards her because I still don't really like any of these other characters besides maybe Sayori. But anyways, so the next day comes, and Yuri is coming over to my house. 
because we're going to work on the the ambiance stuff together. And before that, the player goes over to Sayori's house because she's been acting off like for a couple days. I believe one of the days she leaves the club early because she said she was feeling sick or something like that. And she just, she was being distant and weird, and her character before then wasn't acting like that. And the player makes it, well not the player, but the protagonist makes it known that she doesn't normally act like that. So he goes over to her house before Yuri comes over to his house to check up on her. And she basically makes a confession that she has had depression. And he's just like, whoa, why haven't we had this talk before? I thought we were best friends. And basically, she's just like, well, I didn't want to worry you. It's just something I've been dealing with for a while. And she just makes like a lot of confessions, just stuff that she's been hiding inside. And she says a lot. Um, And basically, she, at the end of like all of her ranting and just overall confession she's just like well i have to help out so and so with the festival stuff and i will see you tomorrow and basically since the protagonist feels bad obviously about this he's just like well i will spend all day with you tomorrow and if you wanted to come over and help me and yuri out you could you totally could that's fine with me and she's just like no no you know, go go have your time with Yuri, that's fine with me. I always wanted you to be happy and make other people happy, so go and do that, that's fine with me. But you can tell that she's still sad. So he obviously goes, and goes back to his house, and when he gets there, Yuri is already outside waiting for him. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, uh, I didn't expect you to be here you could have texted me I would have like ran over here instead of leisurely walking back home and she's just like oh yeah didn't think of that my bad and he's just like it's cool let's go inside so they're working on stuff they she gets out um a diffuser first to like set the mood and she's just like this is what I was thinking about using while we read our poems and using lavender it might have been lavender, it might have been a different uh, essential oil, but I'm pretty sure it was lavender. And then while, after she sets the diffuser, they like start painting a banner. And you know, it's just, it's a moment. It's one of these optional scenes that you can see if you gravitate towards one of the characters. So anyways, this scene passes, and then after Yuri leaves... Oh, before I before I get to this next scene, I actually want to mention. So while you're hanging out with Yuri, you find out that she likes knives and that that may seem like a normal sentence, but like you find out that she I wouldn't say has an obsession, but she has a very liking to knives and she admits that she has a collection at her house. This might come off as strange, and it might not, depending on who you are. I kind of got a strange vibe just from the way she was describing the way that she liked knives. 
but I, I wasn't gonna try and, like, assume anything because I liked her character and she's, like, she was, she is actually, like, nice character. <laughs> like, she's, she's not, like, uh, she, she didn't seem like a bad character or anything, but I was getting some weird vibes is all I'm trying to say. Anyways, Yuri dips out after we paint the banner. And all she says is, bring that banner in tomorrow so I can write on write what I wanted to write on it. Because they didn't want to write on the banner when the paint was still wet. Anyways, <laughs> I don't need to explain all that. Yuri leaves. And, of course, the protagonist, you know, uh, goes outside with her. Wa- watches her leave. And Sayori comes up out of nowhere. Didn't think we were going to see her until the next day, but she comes up out of nowhere. And she confesses that she loves the protagonist. And I saw this moment coming. I really did. And at this moment, you have two choices. You can either say, I love you back to her. Or you can just say, hey, you're my best friend. Like, I'm going to support you and I'm going to be here for you. And in this moment, I thought to myself, I don't love you. <laughs> I wasn't getting that vibe with her. I'm sure you can, you can still play it as if you love her or it, however you want. But me personally, I was just like, nah, this is my childhood best friend. And I'm already going after Yuri, who my who the protagonist is growing feelings for. I'm not going to give mixed feelings to Yuri and tell Sayori that I love her. So I told her, you're my best friend. We're like, nothing has changed. I'm going to support you. We're going to get through this together. And basically, she... She seems... Re- almost relieved but not like she still seems unsatisfied obviously she seems a little bit heartbroken because you know she just said I love you and then I said yeah uh you're my best friend (laughs) stay in that friend zone please so she goes back home and then the next day I go to school don't even bother to check up on Sayori even though we walk to school every day. Don't even care to notice that she's not joining me to go to school. Then the club comes around, and I believe we only see Monica there. I'm not sure if Yuri and Natsuki were also at the club, or if Monica just arrived before Natsuki and Yuri. But anyways, Monica's there. And Monica just so happens to reveal that Sayori has changed her poem that she that she's going to read for the festival. And mind you, when days prior when everybody was like practicing reading in front of the club, they were reading the poems that they were going to read at the festival. So it was already weird that Sayori suddenly changed her poem. So you read this poem that Monica's giving you for some reason, and it's shocking to say the least because obviously you get the chance to read Sayori's work days prior to the actual festival. And this poem seems very much, 
out of her realm, I guess you could say. It just, it seems out of whack. It doesn't seem like a normal thing that she would do. And it's pretty simple because literally all the poem says is get out of my head. But it's like a whole page filled with that. And like, you know, some sentences will be capitalized. Some will have periods in between. Like, it was definitely specific. And it was a little bit, it set my nerves on edge is what I'm going to say. So, you know. Monica seems pretty uh, nonchalant after you read this poem. She's just like, oh yeah, so where is Sayori? And you're just like, oh, uh, just not realizing that uh, she didn't walk with me to school. She must still be at home. And then Monica, now I want you to pay attention to this because this is something that I didn't pay attention to. So once Monica realizes that Sayori is still at home, she goes, well, this isn't like a verbatim line, but it's, it's pretty similar to what she said. I want, one of the line, <laughs> one word in this sentence is what is the biggest red, red flag. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just need to say it. So she says something along the lines of, why would you leave a girl hanging like that? But she says it like so like nonchalant and like, in her friendly tone that I would assume she always uses. And so the protagonist is just like, oh yeah, you're right. So protagonist goes back to Sayori's house. And let me just tell you now, this is where shit hits the fan, kids. It hits the fan real bad. So protagonist goes to Sayori's home and he, you know, lets himself in the house because that's normal for him and her because they're childhood best friends. This is what they do. They don't knock. He goes to her bedroom door. He knocks, of course, and he's like, hey, get up. You're obviously late. And no response. And he's, like, thinking to himself, like, is it a breach of privacy if I just enter even though she's not answering me? And he does just open the door. And... Sayori has committed suicide. Specifically, she has hung herself. And it's a pretty terrifying sight to see. It's it's not super gory or anything, but it's definitely unsettling and just... It didn't make me feel good <laughs> to see that. Then, all of a sudden, this is where it really trips you up. The game restarts. It literally restarts. But something interesting that I didn't fully notice is that when you see the image of Sayori, there's a little text blurb that says like a file has been added to your PC. And I didn't look at the file because I didn't know what it meant because it didn't directly say that a file was added. It said something along those lines, but I, obviously in the moment, I was so shocked that I didn't even, like, fully process what had happened. But after, like, looking into things after I played, a file is actually added to your gaming system, and the file basically is, it basically says that Sayori's character needs to be deleted 
because it's all her fault. Something along those lines. And I'm not sure if it says who is saying that, but, you know, well, I'll, I'll get into that. So anyways, it restarts the game and you are brought back to the main menu of the game. But this time, because the main menu of the game has all the girls and obviously it says Doki Doki Literature Club, but this time it does not have Sayori. Like, it just has, like, a very glitched out, deformed person that's standing in the place of Sayori. And, like, the face of it has, like, the combination of the other girls, but it's not really, like, a tangible character. And all of your progress from the game so far has been deleted, and all you can do is press new game. And that is the end of Act 1. The following episode is brought to you by water. That's right, you heard me correctly. H2O. If you find yourself having a quench, feeling thirsty, you need something to help you out. You need hydration. Grab yourself some water. And if you really feel like you're being generous, email my boy Ray. I'm sure you've heard his email. Email my boy Ray and donate 69 cents for some hydrating water. Back to the episode, folks. All right, all right, all right. We are back. Feeling great. Feeling stretched. Feeling like I could run a marathon even though I probably never would. Anyways. Act 2 of Doki Doki Literature Club. Let's get into it. So, when you press new game, the game just continues as if Sayori never existed. That's right. The, the trippiest part about this, and it happens a lot in the game, is that when you realize something fucked up has happened, only you are the person that knows it. You are the only person that is able to remember it and is self-aware of that. The protagonist is not aware, does not know any of this is happening. So it's kind of trippy when you think about it. So you go through some of the same motions, except things are a bit different. Such as Monica is the one that ends up getting you to join the literature club. But... Yuri is the vice president now. Monica's still the president, but Yuri is the vice president now. And some of the things are still the same as far as conversation goes, but throughout multiple sections, you will notice and experience small but creepy text pop-ups and other glitches that will, like, appear... And it's creepy, to say the least. And gradually, through dialogue and cutscenes and secret poems, you learn more and more disturbing and awful things about each of the characters. Mostly just Natsuki and Yuri, but we'll get to Monica later. So, I didn't get to learn as much about Natsuki, 
because I was so focused on learning more about Yuri because at this point I was like, you know what, I've already gravitated towards Yuri quite a lot, so let me just go full send into her story. So anyways, I learned by doing research that Natsuki is being malnourished at her own home and abused by her father. Yuri becomes more unfiltered because, well, I can't, I don't think I could tell you because yet, but previously in the first act, she was very, she was a lot more shy and recluse, and when she did say things, it was a lot more calculated, and she definitely thought before she spoke, but in the second act, she's a lot more unfiltered, and she speaks her mind, even if it is not very nice things coming out of her mouth. And she's also appears to be a little bit more unstable and a little bit possessive. And we find out that she self-harms, which is very triggering to some people, well, to a lot of people, actually. Um, I know it was definitely another unsettling thing for me to learn about this game, especially since my character and me personally cared about Yuri's character, so I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I'm really sad that this is a thing that she's doing to herself. But anyways, the more that I hung out with Yuri, the more possessive that she got over me, specifically. So, basically, the moment where the protagonist realizes that something is very off with Yuri is when they're sharing their poetry together like usual, but Yuri goes, here, I want you to read this poem that I wrote specifically for you. You can keep it. I, I just, I've been really excited for you to read this. And so you read it. And... The words, I don't even know if you could call them words, but whatever was on the paper that was supposed to be words, they're not readable. Not at all. Um, I don't even... Sorry about the page turning. But I don't even know if it was actually English. I don't think it was, but that doesn't matter. That's besides the point. You can't read the poem is what I'm saying. Because there is also a bunch of blood on the paper and other substances that I could not uh, entirely figure out what they were, but I was too creeped out to uh, stay long enough to figure out what the hell was on that paper besides blood. So, Monica doesn't think much of this situation. She, she kind of uh, nonchalantly just, I don't know, like she just acts as if it's like one of Yuri's usual poems. Which is a red flag. Ladies and gents, if you could not pick that up, that's a red flag. So, Natsuki, when you have to share poems with Natsuki, you can tell that she is actually genuinely concerned about Yuri's well-being, because when she hands you her quote-unquote poem, it's not actually a poem. It's a message, and it basically begs the player to find help for Yuri, and she even me mentions in the message that, like, 
she wouldn't admit to Yuri that she's worried about her and concerned because they're not super great friends and obviously they argue with each other sometimes, but she does actually care about her. And she also mentions that she feels off about Monica and that she's noticed that Monica is acting strange. So she doesn't want Monica to know that the player is reading a message from her. She wants Monica to think that I'm the I the player am reading one of her poems. So yeah, that's sus. So anyways, next, right after this happens and I, you know, hand the poem back to her, Natsuki's face just goes blank. And all of a sudden, and you can tell that she's like manipulated in a way by something unknown and she all of a sudden just completely disagrees with what she just said in the message and she basically just insists that the protagonist should spend time all of his time not with yuri not with natsuki but with monica another red flag so Things just go by normally after that because whenever strange things like this happen in this second act, basically the characters just act like nothing happened and we just go back to acting like things are normal, <laughs> which can happen in life sometimes, but when it's in a game that came off as a normal dating sim, it was weird to say the least. So we get back to this scene of the girls fighting over who I'm going to help for the festival. And it gives you the option of choosing, like it shows you the three girls and who you want to help, um, who you want to help out for the festival preparation. And I shit you not, obviously I tried to go for Yuri again, but the game was on some fuck shit for this part. Because as you're trying to, you know, point your cursor to whoever you're trying to pick, I was going for Yuri, and the cursor was just moving straight to Monica. No matter how, like, I tried for at least, like, a solid 30 seconds to try and go to Yuri, but obviously the game was just like, nah, and I, I don't think this was a game glitch. I think it was just, like, I think it was obviously a very, um... What word am I looking for? It was definitely something that they intended to do. It wasn't something that just accidentally happened. Like, it was something that was supposed to happen is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. Basically, you have to pick Monica because you have no choice is what I'm trying to say. So, all of a sudden, Yuri is just like, Alright, I want to have a private discussion with you. So, Natsuki and... Monica, you guys can leave because I want to be alone with him. I want to have alone time with him for once. Like, she's very possessive in this moment. And they leave eventually. And in this moment, Yuri confesses her undying love for me, which I've been waiting for this moment. But also, does it seem familiar? Do you see any, any familiar... No? Okay. Let me just keep talking. So, in this point in time, you can either say, I love you too, or you can basically reject her. 
seem familiar? No, let me keep talking. So, of course, I accepted. But, no matter what you choose, you will still get this gruesome ending for Yuri. She stabs herself with one of her precious knives. And it's not just a one stab into the heart or anything and she's done. No, it's multiple stabs. I think she stabs her stomach first and then she just like stabs her chest multiple times while like smiling at you creepily. It was a gruesome scene. Like, just to, I can't even describe it, but just being in that, experiencing that scene was a lot for me. It was a lot. The storytelling and the dialogue for this game, it definitely, the, it's not gradual when the horror aspect of it comes out. It's definitely not gradual. It all happens at once with the snap of a finger. So it all hits you very suddenly. So yeah, she kills herself and you just get the shot of her laying on the floor, her eyes open, bloody knife, bloody just, you know, everywhere. And you basically sit there watching her body discompose, discompose, yeah, that's a word, decompose for a while. Like, I sat there for at least five minutes just to find out that my character was waiting there all weekend watching her decompose, which is fucked up, (laughs) let me just say, fucked up. So anyways, by the time, you know, the week comes back around, and it's literature club time. Natsuki's the first one to come in before Monica, and her natural reaction when she sees Yuri's dead body is to throw up, and she flees the room. And then Monica comes in, and again, nonchalant, doesn't seem to give a shit. And she's just like, ah, sorry about that. Sorry you had to have such a boring weekend. And... <laughs> Then, uh, she basically makes up for this by deleting, deleting Yuri's character, causing the game to restart once again. Again, does this seem familiar? Does this seem familiar? No, let me keep going on because we're moving into the third act, ladies and gentlemen. And this is where shit gets spicy. So, now everything is out on the table. There's legit. (laughs) Um, So, let me just set up the scene for you a little bit. We're back in the literature club, but we are just sitting in a chair with one desk. And Monica is just staring into your soul. And it's an empty classroom besides us, too. And out the windows, you can just... I don't even know how to describe what you're seeing outside of the windows. But you're obviously not in the same universe that you were in. Because it looks like shit is burning or something. Like, there's just... It just... It looks crazy outside the windows, okay? So in this moment, it's revealed that Monica is a self-aware character and we come face to face with this reveal literally because she's staring at us (laughs) and she's very close to us and it made me uncomfy so 
she explains exactly how she manipulated both the character files and the characters themselves. Which I enjoyed this part of the game. Because, personally, when, in the first act, when Natsuki confessed that she was depressed, I was like, okay, that makes sense in a way because you know she was acting off the past few days and not everyone uh physically shows their depression or any sort of condition they might have it's not always something you're physically going to catch on about even if you are close with that person but it definitely seemed like her committing suicide was really sudden and to me it just seemed i don't want to say not real i guess it seemed not like it didn't seem genuine like i just couldn't bring myself to understand why it would happen like that but at the same time i feel like things in real life happen like that where it can't really be explained why it happened in like the time that it did. I don't know if I'm making any sense. But, you know, sometimes life doesn't make sense is what I'm trying to say. But to me, in the game, I was like, okay, well, that happened really suddenly and that wasn't really explained. But in this third act, they explained it. And that's what I love about this game. Anyways, so Monica basically says that because she was able to delete characters she was also able to enhance the characters and basically bump up their already existing conditions and like you know make them go berserk basically so that explains why everything happens so suddenly and she also talks about how exactly she like went into their files and deleted them and she's also very nonchalant about this and she explains that she deleted well no she explains that she enhanced their conditions because her she was attempting to make these girls unlikable and to prevent them from confessing to the protagonist that they were in love with them because of the fact that monica's self-aware and she knows that it's a game and she knows that these girls are supposed to fall in love with the protagonist of the game so obviously she wants to make them unlikable so that way the protagonist falls in love with her because she didn't feel like the main character personally well personally she she admits that she didn't feel like the (laughs) the main character and then she like goes on to express that she felt lonely because she was the only one that was self-aware and she knew that she was just a character in a video game and she had not much importance and she was just not enjoying being self-aware of this in the world that she was created in and she also this part kind of tripped me up too She also confesses her love, not to the protagonist of the game, but to you, the player, the person who is behind the screen. 
And she also recognizes that you could be female or male, but the fact that she says that she she could be professing her love to a female just made the game even better to me because the whole time I'm just like, why does it have to be a guy? Why why can't we choose? Because I know not guys aren't the only people playing this game. So anyways, it's this section is really weird because I know I was sitting there watching Monica talk for a while because she basically says to you like, oh yeah, we're going to be here forever. We don't have to go back to the literature club. This is the way things are going to stay forever and I like it because I love you, you love me, we're not going anywhere. I could talk forever if I wanted to. And the weirdest thing about this section is that she will legit pause after like talking for a little bit and she'll just stare at you for a good 30 seconds without saying anything. And that was the most uncomfortable part for me. Because I'm just like, well, maybe if I get past this whole talking section, the ending of the game will come. No, I'm sitting there for like 20, maybe 30 minutes, and she just keeps rambling on about like different random things. Some of them had to do with games. Some of them had to do with her herself. Found out that she has a Twitter account. Good to know. I don't actually remember what the Twitter account was called, but it, it was funny to see. So... Not gonna lie, I honestly thought this was the ending. I thought that Monica was just gonna keep talking forever and that was the end of the game and that, you know, I made it. <laughs> so I legit just, you know, exited out of the game, continued my day as normal. And then when I mentioned all this to Ray, he's just like, weird, I remember there being a different ending and then he told me to, you know, bring up the game and... Yeah, I basically found out that if you get to this point of the game, what you have to do to get the ending that I got, which is the traditional regular ending, you basically have to do exactly what Monica did to all the other characters. I don't know why I didn't catch on to this, but you have to go into Steam and basically find the file that has the characters and physically delete Monica's file. Which honestly was a pretty dope thing to do and it felt kind of good to just delete her. And once you do that, she gets pissed at first, of course, because she's just like, how did you outsmart me even though I told you exactly how I deleted all these other characters? And then she kind of like forgives you in a way because she understands that she did terrible things to her so-called friends. And you can tell she feels guilty because she decides to restart the game the way that it was in the beginning. But when you come back to the main menu, Monica is gone. And you're able to start a new game and get the traditional ending, which I will explain to you now. So, in this ending, Sayori is introduced as the new president of the club, and she expresses her gratitude to the player for getting rid of Monica, which already tells you that she is self-aware that she's in a game. And not long after this, because of the fact that Sayori is now self-aware 
she starts to adopt Monica's possessive characteristics. And that leads to Monica intervening through, like, a text prompt, and she removes Sayori. Because <laughs> why wouldn't she? And then Monica basically just comes to terms with the fact that she truly can't make amends for what she did and she deletes the entire game while the credits are rolling. You'll just see the credits rolling and you'll see pictures of like all the cutscenes that were optional throughout the game and like as the credits are you know rolling you'll just see each of the pictures just like uh deleting themselves and you you basically it shows you other clues that everything is getting deleted and at the very end of the credits there is a note from monica herself saying that there will be no more literature club because quote unquote there's no happiness that can be found in it and that's the ending that I got, and it's the generic, traditional ending that I found out. <laughs> Mind you, there's three endings, that, the traditional being the one that I just explained, and I'll explain the other two. Because since you've already gotten quite a lot of spoilers, why wouldn't you want to hear the other endings that are possible? Because that's what I did before I even actually got to the ending. Because, you know, I assumed that I was at the end, and then I was like, alright, let me check these other endings. Didn't even assume that I, uh, I had other things to do to get to the traditional ending. Anyways, I spoiled the ending for myself. So, the next ending I'm going to talk about is the best ending that you can get. And let me tell you, it ain't easy, folks. It ain't easy being sleazy. Anyways, um, so it's really, not really, but it's fairly hard to achieve this ending basically you have to spend time with all the girls and view like watch all the optional cutscenes available and the only way you can do this is by saving and loading numerous times before the end of act one when Sayori commits suicide because after each act all of your uh, saves are just gone. So it's, like I said, it's not easy to do all this and spend time with each of the girls. But if you do, this is what you'll get. Sayori basically thanks you for supporting all of the characters and making them all feel great and making them feel loved. And she basically just bids you a farewell and she's just like, we all love you. And then she deletes the game herself. And mind you, I forgot to mention this, but every ending leads to the game being deleted. And I just thought this was like, not a gimmick, but I thought this was kind of like a joke. Like, aha, they made it seem like the game was deleted. No. After you get the ending, you have to delete the game, and if you want to replay it, you have to reinstall it, is what I learned. I think that's kind of actually pretty cool, though. Anyways, so at the very end of this ending, the best ending is what I'm referring to, you get a note from the developer Dan Salvado, 
don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Sorry if I didn't. But this might sound weird. I didn't expect this game to be developed and I believe written by a man. I don't know why that was so surprising, but well, I guess I do know why because most of the game is about girls and honestly a lot of the dialogue was pretty convincing and I liked a lot of the dialogue. Even though the game is from the perspective of a guy, I still think he did a really good job with the game and I was surprised to see that a man wrote it. And he just, he shares some words of wisdom and he describes his intentions behind the creation of the game and his opinions on video games as a whole. And I thought that was a cool little just, you know, nugget. Sorry for the background noises again. I'm almost done with talking your ear off. So the third ending, which I would call the rare ending, because unless you already know spoilers about the game before you even play and you just want to, like, I don't know if there's an achievement for doing this ending, but if there is and you just want to get the achievement and you already know about this ending, I don't think there's a way that you could know this offhand before playing. So anyways, if you preemptively delete Monica's file before you even start the game at all, it will go into a cutscene of Sayori being the default president of the club, which, as we have learned, makes herself aware, because apparently if you're the president of this club, you just automatically know that you're in a video game. And this realization, for some reason, because she knows that she's in a dating sim and she knows that the character isn't really going to focus on her, per se. I don't know if that's really what she thinks about, but anyways, just her being self-aware sends her into a full panic mode, and she basically forcefully closes the game, and when you reopen it, it just leads to the same image that was from Act 1 of her committing suicide. And... Yeah, I'm not sure if there is an ending note after the credits, but pretty sure you just get the same deleting the game thing through the credits, and I'm not sure if there's a different note that you see, but I don't think there is, considering the research that I did. So I guess I only really have one thought. Well, not thought. I have one question and, like, one overall thought of the game. My question is, I thought about this multiple times, and is it an, is it an important question? Probably not. But I really want to know, where are the parents in this game? I never, even though I never really found out about Natsuki's backstory when I reread, like, that she was being abused by her father, like, I don't actually know how you can find that out. But that's the only mention of a parent that I've found through research. But like, they don't- in the game, they don't really mention their parents. And every time that you see either the protagonist going over to Sayori's house, or the protagonist being at his own house, 
you never see parents, you never hear him talking about his parents, you never hear anybody talking about their parents. Are these kids just living alone in their own houses, but still going to high school? I don't know. I guess this just wasn't a super important factor to the developer, but it really confused me because I think the game would have had at least a little bit more weight if there was parents involved. But I mean, the fact that there is a self-aware character that knows it's a video game, I don't know. I guess they were really just trying to focus on, you know, the girls in the game and the protagonist. That's my only, like, thought process behind why they didn't include parents. But it really threw me for a loop because I was just thinking about it for so long. Anyways, my main thought about this game... I loved it. I love the storytelling, I love the dialogue, and I love how it's wrapped up, and I love the explanations, and I love that there's different endings that you have to work towards to get. I mean, the traditional ending, you don't have to do too much work for, but the other endings, you have to do some work for. So I think I enjoyed that, and I could definitely tell that the developer put up put quite a lot of thought behind this and I appreciated it and I would give this game a 10 out of 10 if we were rating things and even if you have yet to play the game and even though you've had everything spoiled I would still suggest to play the game yourself because my own explanations are surely not going to actually express how great of a game this was and obviously I didn't go too much into detail about each of the scenes and each day and also I didn't explain the other cutscenes that you could have gotten with the other girls because I didn't get to experience them so you know what you could have one of those playthroughs and see what you can uncover about the other girls but mind you no matter what you do Sayori always dies at the end of act one unless you happen to get the best ending where nobody dies and everybody's just jay chillin living their best lives so yeah i think that's about where i'm gonna wrap things up i don't really know how to end this off but um yeah what a game i i guess i could say gg but uh it was pretty horrifying, even though I like horror stuff. So, um, yeah, I will see you guys in another episode where I just might be hosting by myself. Guess you'll have to find out. <laughs>